You're listening to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience relationships and where you'll gain the guidance, knowledge, and practical tools to overcome insecurity and build healthy, thriving relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five reasons why you might struggle apologizing. I think that this is a really important conversation to have and a really important area of our relational patterns to bring more conscious awareness to, because I know for a lot of people, myself included, that apologizing can feel really hard sometimes. We can have a lot of resistance, a lot of reluctance, and it's something that's really interesting to reflect on. You know, what stories am I telling myself? What is preventing me from saying sorry, from taking responsibility, uh, from apologizing to someone who I may have hurt or who may be upset with me? What's holding me back from doing that? What resistance am I experiencing and why? I think this is so important to have awareness around because being able to safely repair after a disagreement, after conflict is so fundamental to building healthy, secure relationships. And this really applies irrespective of whether we're talking romantic relationships, friendships, you know, colleagues, family, um, being able to have these conversations, these repair conversations in a mature, healthy way is really uh, fundamental. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Some of the reasons why that might feel hard, just so we can bring a little more conscious awareness to it and, you know, go to those conversations and be in those moments with a bit more self-awareness so that we're not just acting from fear, from woundedness, you know, from defensiveness, which I think is a big thing when it comes to apologizing. Before we dive into that, a couple of quick announcements. The first being that I have created a new Instagram account for the podcast specifically. So if you look up on attachment on Instagram, um, you can follow along. I'm going to be sharing exclusive podcast content. So clips from the show and other podcast related things. So if you love the show, that would be a really great way for you to support me and also for you to get more content from the podcast via Instagram. So if you look up on attachment, you'll be able to find it there. The second quick announcement is just to share the review of the week. I have to say, you guys have been leaving so many beautiful reviews. I I was really spoiled for choice when I was picking one out to read today. But today's one is finally someone that understands me. I stumbled across this podcast while searching for something else and man did the stars align. Finally, I found someone who explains things in a way I can understand, like she's talking to me about me and she's half a world away. If you're looking to understand attachment, this is the podcast for you. Thank you so much for that beautiful review. I really do appreciate it. And as I said, there are so many lovely reviews that have gone up in the past couple of weeks. I am so grateful and really very humbled to be helping so many of you with the podcast. So even if I haven't read your review out, please know I have read it. I read every single one and I'm deeply appreciative. Uh, If that was your review that I just read out, please send an email to podcast at stephanierigg.com and my team will set you up with free access to one of my masterclasses as a way to say thank you. Okay. So with all of that out of the way, let's dive into five reasons why you might struggle apologizing. I'm going to start with the more obvious and simple ones and then dig into some that are a little less obvious 
uh, and where there's a little bit more to unpack. So the first reason that you may struggle to apologize is that you feel misunderstood or like you haven't been heard. You feel like there's a deeper issue and you don't want to let go of the conversation, the opportunity to discuss what's going on. You feel like the conversation is unfinished because you haven't been heard, validated, understood. And so to apologize, to say, yes, I'm sorry, you might have some fear that that's going to herald the end of discussion and you're not ready for the discussion to end because you don't feel like you've had sufficient space and airtime to share what you're feeling and your perspective on the situation. So I think that for a lot of us, when we don't feel heard, we want to keep the conversation going. And there's a, there's a broader point here. If you are someone who in conflict tends to not want to wrap up, and this is probably more for my anxious people, you know, a common complaint from avoidant partners is, oh, you just want to keep talking and talking and talking about it. You never just let it go. And that usually signals that you do not feel like you have been understood or heard. And so you just want to keep dragging it out. You want to keep raising new issues or reopening issues that you've already talked about. You don't feel like there's a resolution. And so if you notice yourself struggling to apologize, struggling to get to the resolution and kind of wrap up the conversation that you're having, then it may be that you don't feel like you've been heard or understood. So reflect on that. And if that is the case, if you feel like you haven't been heard or understood, what would you need in order to feel heard or understood? And maybe that's saying to someone, I feel resistant to apologizing, or I feel reluctant to apologize because I'm not sure you're really understanding what I'm saying. And, you know, asking whatever it is that you need in order to feel understood. Okay. The next reason that you might struggle with apologizing is that you are focusing on intention rather than impact, meaning you're focusing on what you meant or what you intended or didn't intend rather than the impact that your words, actions, omissions had on the other person. So I think this is a really big one and one that a lot of us, most of us are probably guilty of. It's like, no, 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 but I didn't mean that. Therefore, I'm not going to apologize for it because it wasn't my intention. I didn't mean to upset you. I didn't mean to disappoint you. I didn't mean to frustrate you. Therefore, even if it had that impact, why should I have to apologize for it? Okay. And while this is very, um, it can be really frustrating when you're in that experience and you feel like someone has taken an innocent intention and is then sending it back at you and telling you that you hurt them or you upset them or they're angry with you. Uh, and you can kind of feel like your, your behavior has been hijacked or taken out of your hands and turned into something that you never intended. I think healthy, mature relationships require that we can separate ourselves from that a little and be mature enough to go, wow, that wasn't my intention, but I'm really, really sorry that it had that impact, right? Because as soon as you start arguing with them on that, you are denying what their experience was. And it's very invalidating to the other person's experience when you say, yeah, well, I didn't mean it. Therefore, your experience of it or your you know, emotional response is invalid and I'm not going to apologize for that. I shouldn't have to. Okay. So I think as hard as this one can be, if you can hold both, I didn't mean it. 
and it had that impact anyway. And I'm going to take you at your word on that. And I'm going to apologize because I obviously didn't want for it to have that impact. And I'm sorry that it did rather than I didn't want it to have that impact. Therefore, that impact doesn't exist and it's all in your head, right? Or I shouldn't have to apologize for it because that's a you problem. I think that healthy relationships require that we care about how our behavior impacts someone else, even if that wasn't our intention, okay? And frankly, especially if that wasn't our intention, because we need to have more awareness around things that might be inadvertently causing tension or rupture in our relationship uh, when that wasn't our intention, so that next time we can have more awareness around it and, and hopefully do something differently, okay? So that one is, you know, we want to validate and apologize for the impact even if, especially if that wasn't our intention. And that doesn't mean, you know, to, to apologize for the impact doesn't change the intention. So it doesn't mean that you are acknowledging or um, owning up to ill intent. Okay. The next reason that you might struggle apologizing is, <laughs> yeah, this is one that I really used to struggle with in a previous relationship. You feel that the other person has more to apologize for. So it feels unfair for you to be the one apologizing, even if the the issue at hand might warrant an apology from you. You might feel that there's an overall imbalance. And so there's this sentiment of you want me to apologize when you do A, B, C, D, E, and F things and you never apologize. Uh, so if you notice that kind of response coming up, and as I said, I can really relate to this one in a previous relationship when my partner would say, you know, raise something that he was unhappy with that I had done. And I had such a long shopping list of things that frustrated me, angered me, you know, unmet needs, all of those things. And so I would get really righteous and indignant when he would expect me to apologize for anything. Even if, as I said, an apology was warranted on my part, um, I would use that as an opportunity to come back at him with this barrage of all of the things that he did continuously that I thought were far more worthy of apology and that hadn't been adequately addressed. So that might be a factor, you know, if you notice this big resistance and this kind of righteous indignant thing of you want me to apologize. I think we need to look at that and go, okay, what's really going on here? I think in terms of what, what we do with that, if we've, made a mistake, if we've hurt someone, if we've slipped up, then being responsible means owning that. Um, and I think that we really, we don't want to start point scoring and being competitive about like, who's more bad. I think when you notice yourself going into that kind of pattern in your relationship, that is the problem. The fact that you're in that mindset of competitiveness and point scoring, that's really the issue, not whatever the the substantive issue in, is in the moment that's raised the discussion. So I think that you need to recognize that if that's the pattern and find a way to talk about all of the other things that you're harboring resentment around so that you can address the underlying issue and not get stuck in this point scoring, angry, bitter kind of energy in your relationship. Cause it really just blocks connection and, and really impedes your ability to repair and move forward on anything. Okay. The next reason that you might find it hard to apologize is that you might find it hard to validate and affirm that someone could have a good reason to be upset with you. So this one I think is for 
my people pleasers. <laughs> and I think if you are someone who really notices a people pleasing streak and that you try very hard to keep everybody happy, this is probably more an anxious attachment thing. If you're constantly working in overdrive to keep everyone happy, to please everyone, uh, to meet everyone else's needs, to keep everything peaceful and stable, and someone's upset with you, then it can feel like this really, really personal failure. And so if that's where you're coming from, then it might feel safer to try and persuade them of why they're mistaken, why they're wrong, why they don't have valid reason to be upset with you rather than owning that you were imperfect, right? Uh, I think another way that I could frame this one is you really try to be perfect in your relationships. You rely on being perfect and you don't know how to hold uh, the ebbs and flow of relationships. Uh, so you you know can't actually tolerate the idea that someone could be validly upset with you and, and still love you. And so rather than owning that and recognizing it and validating it and coming up with a solution, uh, you become quite defensive and you go into overdrive trying to, you know, restore your image in their eyes rather than engaging with the legitimacy of their concern. The final reason that you might struggle with apologizing, and this is sort of a, an umbrella one, is that you may just never have had safe experiences with rupture and repair. So if you grew up in a family system where conflict, there was no conflict or everything was like a cold war, nothing ever got talked about, everything was always swept under the rug, then you may have never seen apologies. You may have never given them. You may have never been on the receiving end of them. You may have never had them modelled for you. On the contrary, you might have had a very high-conflict environment uh, but then when everything was over, the dust settled and there was no actual substantive repair. It just kind of fizzled out and went back to business as usual. So there's lots of different ways that this can show up. But I think for a lot of people, they haven't had positive modeling around what it means to have relational ruptures and then safely repair and come back together stronger. So I think if you have a lot of fear around conflict for that reason, then you don't really trust that that's all part of the process of healthy relationships. And so you're just in a fear state anytime you're in any sort of conflict because you just don't trust that that can happen safely. And when we're in a fear state, our ability to connect empathically and apologize is really impeded because we're automatically going to be in a threatened state and defensiveness and counterattack comes very naturally when we're in that state. So if we don't have a, an embodied experience of safe connection through rupture and repair, then we just might not trust in the safety of the overall experience and we might be very guarded and defensive uh, when we're having those conversations as a result. Okay, so that was five reasons why you might struggle with apologizing in your relationships. I hope that that has given you some food for thought, given you something to reflect on and, and maybe will allow you to approach apologizing and the repair conversation with a little more self-awareness and emotional maturity the next time you find yourself in that situation. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, I'd be super appreciative if you could leave 
a five-star rating, leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere where you're able to leave a review. It really does help so much in getting the word out and I appreciate it so much. I really do appreciate your support. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. I will see you again later this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love, and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.